0: to God's presence in-house, online. The Lord will meet with you today in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to open our Bibles to Esther, the book of Esther chapter 4. I'm going to read verse 14. Esther chapter 4, verse 14. Esther 4, 14. Esther chapter 4, verse 14. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? For such a time as this. Amen. Amen. We started looking at uh, the promise of God for us of a new beginning from the month of March. And we talked of a new beginning of consecration of unholiness. We talked about a new beginning of giving. And then we started talking about a new beginning of enlargement and expansion. And on that topic, we have looked at four different things. Number one, we said enlargement is a promise. Number two, we said enlargement is preceded by displacement. Number three, we said it is the Lord that enlarges. And then we said enlargement can be by divine instructions. And one thing we have not spoken about, which we are going to be looking at on Friday, is that you can pray for enlargement. That's why the theme of our communion service for this Friday is what? Divine enlargement. Amen. And as we pray, the Lord will answer us in Jesus' name. I said the Lord will answer us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to I want to tell someone here today. I want to pray for someone who is listening to me today. You will not be left behind in Jesus' name. I say you will not be left behind in Jesus' name. Amen. Either in this realm of enlightenment or on the journey to which the Lord is taking you. I decree you will not be left behind in Jesus' name. Amen. I come against any form of setback in your life in the name of Jesus. These prayer points I'm praying. I mean, these pronouncements I'm making are very, very important. I'm making these pronouncements by what the Lord revealed to me. I pray for somebody. You will. I come against any form of setback in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not go back to the struggles of the past in the name of Jesus. I say you will not go back to the struggles of the past in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will fight for you. Amen. God will lift you up. Amen. And from, that, from this day onwards, you will move forward from glory to glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The soft topic we are going to be looking at this morning is enlightenment is associated with deliverance and purpose. From the passage that we read, enlightenment is associated with what? deliverance and purpose. Mordecai was speaking, he sent a message to Esther in that passage. He said, if you hold your peace, then enlightenment and deliverance will arise to the Jews from another place. I pray for you as you listen to me this, this morning, you will not be replaced. Amen. Because if Esther had not acted as she ought to have acted, the Jews would not die but she will be forgotten. I pray for you one more time. Your place will not be taken by another in the name of Jesus. Amen. Enlightenment and deliverance will arise to the Jews from another place. But look at the light next He said, But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. And then he went on to say, Who know it? Whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. In other words, there is a purpose. Testimony, there is a purpose. And you fulfill destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. You fulfill that purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. In order for God to enlarge you and fulfill his purpose for your life, you need deliverance. That's one day I need deliverance. And there are two things the Lord is, I mean, impressing upon my mind that we need to talk about today. Deliverance from what? Two things. The first one is deliverance from sworn enemies. Deliverance from what? sworn enemies sworn enemies the second thing hopefully we will get there is deliverance from those who are using your glory to benefit themselves in other words you are the owner of the glory but they are not allowing you to benefit from the glory that belongs to you and if you are operating under that, that type of oppression today you will be set free in Jesus name Amen. deliverance from sworn enemies a sworn enemy is one who is determined to destroy. He doesn't, there's no palliative. He doesn't want anywhere in between. All he's just saying is, I, I hate this guy. I don't want to see him again. Or I don't want to see her again. I want this person uprooted, obliterated. That is a sworn enemy. Nothing can persuade a sworn enemy to step back. Except by divine intervention. Such was the case of Haman in the book of Esther. Haman enjoyed divine I mean, he enjoyed royal recognition. He was second to the king. And in fact, he was so full of himself that when Esther uh, declared uh, a feast and invited the king, and invited him with Haman, what did he do? He went to him and said, oh, you know what? I have been promoted in this land. Nobody can stop me. Nothing can stop me. And then he made a very foolish pronouncement. He said, Esther made a feast and invited no other person but myself. But look at what he said in verse 13. Esther chapter 5, verse 13. Esther chapter 5, verse 13. He said, all these things, all this honor." all these riches all this wealth if you are writing now you can put Esther 5 10 to 13 you see him list putting down a list of all the things he had the glory of his riches multitude of children how he had been promoted how God, I mean how he was advanced above princes and servants of the king yet in verse 13 he said all this availed me nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate that is a sworn enemy he had made up his mind That he will not rest until Mordecai was destroyed. Why did Haman hate Mordecai to the point of destruction of his people? Because once Mordecai realized, I mean once Haman realized that Mordecai was of the seed of the Jews, he said, okay, it will be below my dignity to destroy Mordecai alone. But he will do what? He will destroy Mordecai and his people. Why was Haman... Such a sworn enemy, and brethren, as we discussed today, you are going to see instances and situations and individuals in your life that, that, that follow the template of Haman. The Lord will take care of them today in Jesus' name. Whosoever wants you destroyed, God will destroy them on your behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. Why? Number one, Mordecai belongs to a group that will not compromise on the worship of their God. Mordecai belongs to a group that will not do what? That will not compromise on the worship of their God. Because their God was the living God. If your God is the living God, I want to advise you this morning, do not compromise on the worship of this living God. The topic of our Sunday school this morning was what? What was the topic again? Excuses. We give excuses Not to appreciate the God that we serve. The group that Mordecai belongs to should be the group you belong to. And once you belong to that group, the group that will not compromise on your faith. Oh, brethren, there are some Hamans around. But they will not get to you in Jesus' name. So the first point. Why was he so much intent on destroying Mordecai? Because Mordecai belonged to the living God. Number two, because Haman's pride blindfolded him. Haman's pride did what? Blindfolded him. No wonder there's an adage in that great, uh, in God's own country, where they say the, 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 the dog that will be lost will not do what? Will not hear the hunter's whistle. The Bible puts it in a very Special way in Proverbs 16, verse 18. Proverbs 18, verse, I mean, 16, verse 18. The Bible says, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Haman's pride blindfolded him until he was fully and permanently destroyed. That's number two. Number three, God wanted to destroy the enemies of the Jews legally and legitimately. God wanted to do what? Destroy the enemies of the Jews legally and legitimately, You know, if the Jews were just to go about saying, you're my enemy, I will kill you. You You're my enemy, I will kill you. What would happen? They would just, I mean, arrest all of them, and they dance into the hands of their enemies. But God looked for a way out for them. Because after it had been all said and done, (laughs) the Bible says in Esther chapter 9, verses 2 to 3, Esther chapter 9, verses 2 to 3, the Jews gathered themselves together throughout all the provinces to lay hands on such as saw their heart, and no man could withstand them. You know, the Bible says the kingdom of God does what? Suffereth violence, and the violence take it by force. I want to give you an assurance today. The moment you begin to take it by force, no man can withstand you. I said no man can withstand you. He said for the fear of them fell upon all people. The fear fell upon all people. The Bible says, there came a point in time that the Lord told Jacob to go to Bethel to make a sacrifice. And when Jacob was going with his household, had, his children, Simeon and Levi, had just finished destroying the household of uh, Shechem. And so it was a, he was afraid. But the Bible says there's something called the terror of God. The terror of God was upon the land. And they could not run, they could not chase after Jacob and his children. I pray for you. That terror will operate on your behalf. As you advance on this journey, the terror of God will stand for you in the name of Jesus. God wanted to destroy the enemies of the Jews legally and legitimately. And the Bible says in Esther chapter 9 verse 5, the Jews smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword and slaughtered and destruction and did what they would unto those that hated them everyone that hates you everyone that is sworn enemy of your destiny the lord will commit them into your hands and you will decide what you want to do with them in jesus name so shall it be in jesus name so what was the next point why did haman hate mordecai so much point number four i believe because god wanted to promote mordecai God wanted to do what? Too many times, and see, that's one issue with us as children of God. We're taken out so easily. We run away from opposition so easily. God wanted to promote Mordecai, but the man who was on the seat that belonged to Mordecai needed to do something that would do what? That would make him to fall. I mean, Haman hated Mordecai and was plotting everything for the destruction of Mordecai. But in chapter, what was he doing? He was plotting for his own destruction and the promotion of Mordecai. Because the Bible says in Esther chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, that King Ahasuerus gave the house of Haman, the Jew's enemy, unto Esther the queen. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was unto her. And the king took off his string, verse 2, which he had taken from Haman. And give it to Mordecai. You see the lot of Haman became the Lord of Mordecai. In like manner, the rod that Haman had prepared became for for Mordecai became the rod of Haman. That's why the Bible says, the the, the lot of the righteous shall not fall into the lot of the unrighteous. But there is a rod that is prepared for the unrighteous. And everyone. There is a sworn enemy of your progress. That rod will begin to take care of them right now in Jesus' name. Why did Haman hate Mordecai that much? Number six, five, okay. Because God wanted to complete a wealth transfer from the enemies of his children to his children. God wanted to do what? Complete a wealth transfer. He wanted, I mean, the enemies of Israel had prepared the world. It was time for God to transfer them unto his people. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we see where the Bible says, The kings of the Moabites, the Ammonites, and others came against Judah. And Jehoshaphat declared only a three days fast. How many days? Well, then, three days fast can do wonders. By the time the three days were over, God spoke. I pray for someone who is listening to me today. God will speak to you. Amen. And whatever God speaks, it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. God spoke. Say, so you don't need to fight in this battle. God will fight for you. I pray for you. God will fight for you. Amen. I said God will fight for you. Amen. The whole Shaphat and the host of Israel began to sing. The Bible says God sent ambushments against his enemies. They began to destroy themselves. When it was all said and done, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 25, the Bible says, When Jehoshaphat and his people, 2 Chronicles 20, 25, when they came to take away the spoil of them, they found among those who were slain in abundance riches with dead bodies, precious jewels, which they strip off for themselves more than they could carry away. And there were three days. How many days? Three days for each day of the prayer and fasting. There were three days in Garden of the Spoil. It was so much. Tell somebody, so much. So much. Three days fasting. Three days garden of loot. This, this year, how many year, how many days did we fast? 63. 63. I see years of abundance ahead of someone. Amen. I see days of abundance ahead of you. Amen. I see divine harvest ahead of you in the name of Jesus. God wanted to promote, I mean, to transfer wealth onto his children. And at the end of it all, it was a harvest of wealth and opportunities. Deliverance from sworn enemies. Daniel, in Daniel chapter 6, we don't have time. I'm not going to go into that. But the enemies of Daniel came against him simply because he was a child of God. An excellent spirit was in him. Daniel was being promoted. And they looked and they said, there's no way we can get onto this man except through the worship of his God. That is what should have told them to be cautious. Because the God they wanted to challenge was the living God. When it was all said and done, Daniel went to the lion's den. He came out of the lion's den alive. He prepared the lion's. For the feast of his enemies. And we know what happened. When those people that were against Daniel, when they were cast into the lion's den, the Bible says before they even got to the bottom of the lion's den, the lions already broke their bones and began feasting on them. Every one of your sworn enemies, because you stand for the living God, because you are a son and a daughter of the living God, ah, the way those lions destroyed the enemies of of Daniel, that's the way they will be consumed in Jesus name. Amen. Deliverance from number 1 sworn enemies. Number 2, those using your glory for their own prosperity. I will give you a very simple example. The Egyptians brethren, they prospered on the glory of Israel. The Bible says the children of Israel were building towers and cities for the Egyptians. And so when it was time for for Israel to go, the Egyptians said, no, you ain't going nowhere. Everyone that is sitting on your glory, everyone that is using your glory to prosper, today there is a turnaround in Jesus' name. Today there is a deliverance in Jesus' name. Today there is total deliverance in the name of Jesus. Either they acknowledge that they know the living God or not. God will fight for you. God will set you free. Everyone, every woman that is being used as a slave of prostitution. Every woman whose glory is being used to enrich some slave master. Today, God will arise for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today, there shall be deliverance in Jesus' name. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 11 to 13, the Bible says, They set over the children of Israel, taskmasters to afflict them with their bodies. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pitom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they prospered. But it was only a prelude. Oh, the enemy has been afflicting you. God has been re- lifting you above the affliction of the enemies. But it's time for your freedom. Amen. I said it's time for, free- for your freedom. Amen. You will break through in Jesus' name. Amen. When it was time for freedom in Exodus chapter 5, Exodus 5, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says. Moses and Aaron went in, and they told Pharaoh, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold their feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? (laughs) That I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. The question is, did he eventually know the Lord or not? He knew the Lord the hard way. The hard way. Everyone sitting on your glory. That will not allow you to go because you have spoken. God himself will fight them today in Jesus' name. Amen. When Israel left Egypt, Israel did not live on I an mean, empty-handed. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 to verse 36, Israel was enriched when they left Egypt. Everything they had lost, they took them back in multiple folds. In fact, they took them out with vengeance. Mm -hmm. Vengeance. As slaves in Egypt, they had nothing. But they were so enriched that the Bible says, when it was time to make contributions to build the tabernacle, they had so much. They had to be told, stop bringing. Mm -hmm. I pray for you. God will grant you favor. The favor of God will be released upon your life. God will settle you. And he will lift you up in Jesus' name. What of Jacob? Jacob was in the house of Laban. He was serving Laban. Laban was enjoying it. Laban was happy. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 30, verse 25 to 30, that when Joseph had been born, Jacob went to Laban and said, okay, I want to go back to my father. Send me off. It was then that Laban said, uh, I know one thing in verse 27. If I have found favor in your eyes, stay, because I have learned by experience that the Lord had blessed me for your sake. Jacob did it the right way. I want to go, let me go. The man said, don't go yet, because of you I have been blessed. But you see, Jacob may say, he said, when will I prepare for my own house too? God has made you a blessing. That does not mean that, I mean, you should not be a servant of those that have been blessed. Release your financial freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, re- receive your financial freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Eventually, when Jacob was going to leave Laban, he had to sneak away. This is the man that went to take permission. That they would not let him go. I ah, God has left him because of you. So now you want, to, you want to drain him. You want to empty him. God. Was with Jacob. God is with you. I say God is with you. When you go to Genesis chapter 31. From verse 1 to 3. Jacob saw that. This man that said I have been a blessing to him. He has changed. His children have changed. But God fought for for him. In verse 9. Jacob made a pronouncement. He said God has taken away the cattle of your father. And given them to me. Isn't that very easy? Brethren, it's easier for God to take it away from whoever it is and give it to you than for you to try to take it away yourself. Do you realize that? God will fight for you. Whatever belongs to you that is in the hand of a third party, beginning from this moment, your heavens are open. Your treasuries are open. Begin to receive in the name of Jesus. I said begin to receive in the name of Jesus. Begin to receive in the name of Jesus. Jesus. When Jacob left Laban, Laban came with full force to fight with Jacob. <laughs> but God went ahead. Laban himself said it in verse 29 of Genesis 31. He said, it is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But the God of your father spoke unto me yesterday night, saying, Take thou heed, that I speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. Isn't God good? Isn't it wonderful to serve this God? when you don't even know what is happening, when the enemies are pursuing, God already went ahead and said, Touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. That's my son. That's my daughter. Do not touch her. God will fight for you in Jesus' name. Until the Jews and Mordecai were delivered from Haman, it was impossible for Mordecai to assume the leadership position God proposed for him in Babylon. In other words, you know we said deliverance and fulfilling purpose. They are what? They are related. Mordecai was, was delivered. He was set free to fulfill purpose. By the time you leave this church today, by the time you, this, this service is over, you, have, you will have been set free to fulfill purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. And you will fulfill purpose in Jesus' name. The deliverance of Daniel from the lion's den enabled him to fulfill destiny as his second in command in Babylon. Moreover, his enemies were destroyed. The deliverance of Joseph from Pharaoh's prison is what made him the prime minister of Egypt. As we round up, because we are going to pray and I hope you are ready to pray. We are go- definitely going to exceed twelve noon today. Second Timothy chapter four verse eighteen says, "And the Lord shall deliver me." Say "And the Lord shall deliver me." Shall deliver. Say it again. "And the Lord shall deliver me and the Lord shall deliver. From, every evil walk, from every evil walk and will preserve me, will preserve me unto, his unto His heavenly kingdom. To whom be glory." Forever and ever. ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord will deliver you in Jesus' name. The Lord is here to deliver you in Jesus' name.